0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: The Hawksby and
2: Jacobs daily podcast.
1: This is Paul Hawksby
0: and Andy Jacobs. And Andy Jacobs, that's right, it's that's him, Andy Jacobs. That's right. And I just why did I say that twice Been oh a dear. long day. Uh, so, this is the <laughs> podcast, of course, some of the best bits of this <laughs> afternoon's show. And it featured Rupert Bell live from the course where the Ryder Cup's being played in Rome. He was on good form. I, he was? I asked him whether he would be, be prepared to tattoo himself. You'll find out what he said uh, and why. We had a bit of a chat. Andy talked a bit of Chelsea in a very measured way, as you'll discover. Never mind rants. And we also had some great emails and texts from you. Thanks for those. And we also talked about Mastermind, Andy's favourite TV show, and Clive Myrie's long explanations of the specialist subjects. And you took on a new specialist subject. I did.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how I got on. How did he fare?
0: Let's find out. (laughs) Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, everybody. Now, a lot of people tuned in yesterday, and we had loads of messages um, saying, oh, I can't wait for Andy to come on, mm. talk about the game. I've Changed the doctor's appointment. I had a meeting. I've put it back. To, I've pulled over into a lay by. I've changed my lunch out. Honestly, you ghouls. Yeah. just want to see me suffer. Schadenfreude. <laughs> I'm sure it's only a matter of time. for sign, Chelsea signed Schadenfreude. <laughs> but, um, but Andy, you're, you're quite, I think you're quite stoic about it. Sanguine. All? Sanguine. Yeah. Yes.
1: I think the thing is that I had a long chat with Jason Cundy after the match. Sounds like a little mini support group. We that are you got we're together. A, we are a little support group. And, uh, <laughs> we have a good mode together sometimes but we both felt the same thing I thought Chelsea played pretty well actually and yeah. you know it was a very unfortunate set of circumstances that it ended up you know with Gusto being sent off which I thought was pretty harsh mm. and up to that point I thought you know given that Villa are supposed to be one of the best teams in the league or one of the better teams I thought Chelsea outplayed them I thought they you know they, it's the same old story if you don't put the ball in the net yeah. Confidence sinks away and eventually you, you're probably going to concede. Yeah, he's
0: clearly playing on their minds every chance. I mean, like hmm. the Chilwell one at the end. You put your house on
1: him. I mean, he's normally really good at finishing in that situation, yeah. isn't he? No, I mean, no, absolutely. Martínez is a very good goalkeeper, isn't he, of course? He is. So. He's a wonderful keeper. Yeah. But, I mean, all these entitled fools, that's what I call them, uh, calling for Potch's head already are oh, just so stupid. Yeah. Have a look at what Forrest did with Steve Cooper. They so easily could have got rid of him yeah. and they didn't and they're they're reaping those rewards now yeah. and honestly if you had an AI manager hybrid of Pep and Fergie would struggle with this team they've got no goals in them yeah. you know Sterling seems to have like he, he sort of made a bit of an effort before Gareth decided he wasn't right and he seems to, that seems to have affected him really badly. he hasn't mm. been the same since Jackson's just not up to it he's not he's, he might be eventually but he isn't at the with moment with a bit of help from a, from a good number 10 alongside yes him. but the thing is when they lost in Kunku they should have signed another striker not yeah. three more defensive midfielders. Yeah. You know, it's not Poch's fault no. that the, the recruitment has been so haphazard. They bought some good players, but they've also not taken a balanced approach that you need for a football team. And uh, it's really surprising. And the Chelsea owners apparently, you know, they're not happy with the project. I'm not surprised, but it's a disaster of their own making. Oh, thank nice. you very much. Nice <laughs> keeping <laughs> it Chelsea. That's very nice. Yeah. No, you know, so you've got to give it time. It, there's no point. You, it's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of noise around Chelsea. There's no question about that. Yeah, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So that makes
0: it harder for the players because every yeah. chance that's missed, you start seeing the headlines. Mm. You know, footballers are like that. Sometimes they're thinking, oh, we're going to get slaughtered for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, so confidence will be at a low. You know, they they need to. They've got Fulham and Burnley next. They've got to take something from those games. Are they? Are they? Were you a away? Away, away to in both games. But mm. they need to take four points out of the, out of the six. I'd say.
0: I think the way Burnley play will suit, as it suited us, will yeah, suit will maybe. suit your. Please. Again, it'll
1: always come down to the same thing you've got to put the ball in the net everybody yeah. knows that and so sure. that is the biggest hardest thing in football that's why people everybody wants Ivan Tony. but you know again Chelsea need a plan B and C if they do go in for him it's not just outbid Spurs and Arsenal and overpay for the guy that puts so much pressure on him there's no point Yeah, you know set a price is it 80 million fine okay that's the price make the offer if Spurs outbid or Arsenal outbid, fine, that's the way it goes. And have a plan B and a plan C. That's what directors of football are supposed to do. I think these two have got away with murder, in my view. Yeah. Really, all the criticism is falling on Poch and the owners, but I blame the two blokes in charge of recruitment. Yeah. I think they've recruited some good players. I think Nkunku look good. It's not their fault, you know. It's not Poch's fault. But it's the holes fault.
0: they've left in the squad, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, you know how much cover do you, you need? Lavia. You know, Did well, was it? Was why was it just why a, would
1: you? Why would you sell Lewis Hall, who was the best? And you know, out of the left backs that you've got, apart from who's just not on, himself at the moment. But I mean, why sell him and keep? <laughs> yeah, Cooker rare. Well, it looks over. like he's off. They're, yeah, they're well. suggesting that they, I mean, I don't
0: get why that has gone so badly. He uh, looked fantastic yeah. at Brighton.
1: But, you know, tomorrow night they're playing Brighton. And, of course, they're going to lose that game. It's almost inevitable. Brighton are in good form. They're a lot better than You're going to make? I mean,
0: do you think he should make a lot of changes tomorrow night? No I, no, I think he should play his best
1: team. Right, I, I really
0: because do. from a confidence point of view and get yeah. some goals. Because Brighton are going to make Although changes, he should,
1: definitely. Although he's going to need Brogier on um, Monday at Fulham. So he should play him first, get some, you know... He came on the legs, other day, didn't he? Get some yards. Brogier
0: came on at the weekend.
1: Yeah, and, How did he look? Well, a, you know, a bit, Mr. Hedder, a bit raw, a bit raw, but you know, a bit sort of rusty, mm. as you would be being. T- but uh, apparently, he's really, really quick, and so and he's got a big size about him. He, he could be yeah. the answer. He could score a few goals. Yeah, you know, we, we saw with other teams. You know, with Spurs, when they were losing to Sheffield United, they got those two goals. It boosts confidence. It makes you feel like you can go on and do something. Yeah. if you do that, but if you keep missing again, like against Bournemouth, they, they, they miss four chances in twenty minutes. If you do that. You're not going to win the game. Maybe no. If you score in one of those, suddenly you get confidence. Suddenly the other team goes back a bit. Mm. You've got a chance. Well did you make a Villa? Good, decent. You know, I thought it was a very good game until Gusteau got sent off. Both teams wanted to win. But I didn't see that they were better than us. They weren't. You no. know, I, 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 I mean, the, the tail of the tape was pretty close. I mean, they had more shots. They had <clears> more yeah, shots Yeah, but then on a target. lot of them would be after after, Gusto the, got after sent Gusto's off. gone off before yeah. he got sent off I think they had two shots which right. you know Sanchez yeah. saved well and I mean, that thing about <coughs> striking, o- Ollie Watkins <coughs> getting
0: two bites of <coughs> that one he scores and that's the mark <coughs> of having a striker that's the difference it? isn't he's got it? a proper striker you know I've, I've,
1: if you put Drogba Cosper Costa yeah. <laughs> Drogba, Drogba and Cosper or Costa yeah. or Crespo or Jimmy Floyd in this particular oh, yeah. team we wouldn't oh, yeah. be 14th I promise you no so, anyway be patient so quite balanced I'd say
0: quite balanced thanks to Jason Cundy and their little mini support group um so you didn't get the rank you were, you wouldn't have got this yesterday it's not like he's calmed down since yesterday he was he was pretty
1: really? sanguine then somebody said to me, say something nice about us he said as i left the ground say something nice
0: about <laughs> no, it. it's really. not easy when you've lost again <laughs> no. is it now um little piece in the papers took me back to our old building here at Talksport and uh a kind of yeah a, a sort of nasal a nasal assault boiled mm. eggs and smoked mackerel two of the moose. worst foods to eat in the <laughs> office, a survey has found. 65% of staff said, colleagues, smelly grub was mm. the most annoying thing at work. And yeah, that was the moose, what moose would do, would eat some kind of fish-based, it probably was boiled egg Not and fish-paste. Mac- no. <laughs> well, it might have been. It might have been, yeah. It, was, it probably was boiled egg and mackerel surprise. And then he put it in the microwave, mm. and, and honestly, everything he ate, just smelt like copydex glue like carpet glue it's just vile what a and it it just stinked the whole building And I mean it wasn't a, the place we were in before wasn't particularly big and the kind of what, what you know what passed for a green room or the area where guests would come on I mean you might have Mike Tyson sitting there and the old building smells of the, the moose's <laughs> rancid mackerel
1: and egg surprise. I mean, it used to happen all the time. Well, it's also, the, when you remember that famous one, wasn't the actual uh, food, but it was Brandy's Deposits. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that the
0: guide dog threw up on the kitchen floor just as I was asking Alan Sugar whether he wanted a cup of tea. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea, uh, uh, Alan? He went... Re- there goes uh, Brandy the guide dog, throws up all over the kitchen. Sorry if you're having your uh, your lunch. Anyway, they literally stunk the place out in the Moose Styli. We'll take a few of those today. And uh, Bryden Cass is uh, bowling for England mm. a little bit later on today. Bowling well, isn't he? I it? know we're asking for trouble, but um, within reason, uh, let's have your TV formats. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's a fine bowler and he's got a long career ahead of him, but he might fancy a bit of TV. And it struck us that the name... Bryden <laughs> mm. may lend itself to some funny TV format. <laughs> Possibly cast as well. That's up to you. Maybe you can, uh, yeah, that would be. I've got a couple. Quite.
1: Yeah. A kick up the cast. That's his self-help book. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, tremendous. Andy kicks us off. Probably cast us a- of Thousands. Oh, okay. That's his show on baking supplies. Working from the clean book. Yeah, Marvellous. You, yeah. The Hawksby
0: and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We were saying earlier on, apparently, a new survey says that boiled eggs and smoked mackerel, two of the worst food you can eat in the office. 65% of <clears> staff throat> said throat> colleagues. Smelly grub was the most annoying thing at work. Anybody who worked with a moose back in the day here at TalkSport in a different office set up where he would just put his... Pauling concoctions in the microwave, stinking out the office for days. Uh, The days they literally stink the place out. James, the Arsenal fan, I once heated up a fish pie in an office microwave. It was like a nuclear reaction. (laughs) There were people coming down from other floors to see what was going on. I was just in my pod laughing. I could see the whole office wondering where it had come from. (laughs) I usually laugh out loud when I think about it. Now you're a bad man, James. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
2: Podcast.
0: England are 280 for four against Mm. Ireland. In the final one day in Bristol, but rain has stopped playing. The covers are on. The umpires are out there having a look. It was pouring just now, but the fact they're out there is a good sign. Yes. So, uh, worth of Lewis, of I should think. That needs Ooh, a forking, yeah. doesn't it? Look at that. Blimey. <laughs> oh, look at the outfields in a bit of a state. So, I don't think they going to be out too soon. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that for you. But, um, you've been telling us, uh, uh, Bryden Cast has been bowling. We well, will be bowling for England, albeit well, a little bit later on. I'm looking for some TV formats for him. Uh, the public take turns to pickpocket Mr. Cast without him knowing in Rob Bryden. Um, Very good, Mike. Bad and luck, Bowen. Jeff
1: Peters. That was his joke. Oh, was
0: that? Oh, Jeff. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. That's all right, Jeff. You can check. The Daily Arsenal. Bryden Cast <laughs> chats <laughs> with Adrian Durham about the highs and lows of Arsenal performances. We'd watch that, wouldn't we? What about a bit of H- Horses for Castes? Best pronounced in Andy's famous Irish accent. Dance, where Bryden and Paddy Power <laughs> discuss the runners and riders at a different venue each week. and the Gardener in Godlewing. And a I bit more said, Route I 1, actually, our own suppose, Ian yeah. uh, Danter. Don't let the door hit your cast on the way out. He <laughs> investigates the history of swing doors in restaurants. That's quite a limited format. Yeah, very limited. Maybe one for Discovery. I don't know. Who it I didn't, where would it be? Uh, hmm. History Channel. Thank you, Dents.
1: So um, in, in a quiet moment on Sunday, oh, yeah. uh, during the game, uh, I was... Particularly annoyed by the referee. Uh, So I shouted. Who was the referee? Well, I I need to tell you what I said first because I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but uh, I thought it was Jared Gillette. Yeah. So I shouted out, Oi, Gillette, you're not very sharp, are you? Right? Oh, are you? That's hand. not got bad. I've yeah, got a bit of, bit of razor blade around material. I'm yeah. then then not open with it. It's Gillette, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it doesn't Oi, work. Oh, Gillette! You're very gillet, really really your sharp, sharp. doesn't work not at all. very sharp, are you, Gillette! <laughs> I was quite disappointed when I found out that was his real, how you pronounced his name. Yeah. I've, but there you go. We'll have to ask him, is he a gillet or a gillette? <laughs> Imagine the day legend Des Lynham has become a modern day Beatrix Potter after writing a series of children's books about talking animals. I don't know if the yes, animals. I about talky. <laughs> talking animals. I don't know if the animals take off their specs when things get yeah, serious. Something serious. <laughs> off
0: come the glasses. You always knew when something serious. But uh, what's it like? I tell you what. Um, <laughs> yeah. Des still writing kids' books for him. That's nice. Excellent. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. We'll try and get Des on for a oh, chat. Love that, yeah. Des on. That would be good. Um, anything else? Oh, yeah. Literally stunk the place out. A survey says that the worst smells at mm. work when people start mm. uh, microwaving their food. Boiled eggs and smoked mackerel, two of the worst foods to eat in the office. Mm. Uh, the moose used to do that, as we said earlier, only basically everything he ate smelled of copied carpet glue <laughs> that he'd stick in the microwave. Uh, <laughs> this is the beauty, this. <laughs> um, my brother went out with a farmer's daughter. The chap who owned the farm next door used to cook and eat roadkill. He did this with a fox,
1: oh.
0: and and he had to actually redecorate and buy new curtains to try and get rid of the smell it created. Oh. His wife and children had to move elsewhere for a couple of weeks while they did it. I mean, I've never cooked a fox, and I'm unlikely to. <laughs> so I take
1: your word for it. But clearly, it does literally stink <laughs> you're, the place you're out. Not just unlikely to. You just never go to. <laughs> what, what situation could you envisage cooking a fox?
0: Well, I'm hungry, right? Oh yeah. Suppose, another. Are yeah, yeah. lo- yeah. we get to another lockdown? There's nothing in the supermarket. It's a particularly bad one. I'm having a little drive about. Fox runs out in front of me. I mow it down, and I think, we don't have a gift horse in the mouth. I take Give it back, cut it in the fox fillets. We have the lot. Uh, it would definitely be a Fox paws. if locks. you did it that. It would be a Fox paws. It <laughs> sounds Quimple like say. it stinks the house out. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. My work colleague Dino and I regularly have boiled eggs and sardines with ketchup on toast as a morning snack. Oh. By God, it clears the office. It but does. it gives us peace and quiet for a few hours. It's a ploy, Craig in Aberdeen. Lovely. Thank you very much. Literally stinking the place out. Keep those coming. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine tweet T S H J and indeed TV formats for the England bowler, Brydon Cast. Now, Andy, we've got some good news, haven't we? Yes, it's back, Mastermind. So I've... uh, Sorry, I've got a bit of breaking um, news. Before we do that... Um, I will go to John Norman for oh, confirmation it? shortly. Okay. The umpires were out there, and we said the outfield looked incredibly wet. They have abandoned it. There is no sign of the rain stopping. The outfield's oh. very wet. The covers have been on. It's pouring in Bristol. So the third one day between England and Ireland has been abandoned. Back to John Norman a, a little bit later on. What a great preparation
1: for a World Cup in India. Yeah, fantastic. Right.
0: So well, if you're trying to play cricket in nearly October, <laughs> yeah. what a surprise. Serves eh? you
1: right. Serves you right.
0: <laughs> so anyway, Mastermind, let's have the music. Sorry. There it is. And he's slightly obsessed with Clive Mm -hmm. Myrie's uh, explanations Mm. of the specialist subject. You've probably realised that if you're a
1: regular listener. Mm.
0: And is he still doing it? And oh
1: yeah, he didn't do it last week. He he kept them short, but he was back on full form this week. Okay. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh yeah, the American novelist and short story writer. That would have done, wouldn't it? Yeah. Famous for depicting the wild excesses of the Roaring Twenties, and also for his own turbulent private life. And not the plumber. Not the plumber. Although there wasn't
0: wasn't there a Wimbledon player called Scott Fitzgerald back in the day? I think there a was. An, oh yeah. I there was an
1: F in there. Oh yeah, was sorry, there? I meant tennis you No, know yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's right. He played. He did play. Yeah, Yeah. that's
1: right. Yeah, anyway, the BBC radio comedy, The Navy Lock. Oh yeah, Navy Lock. Blimey, that's one for the teenagers, isn't it? Yes, the classic radio sitcom about the misadventures of the crew of the Royal Navy frigate HMS Troutbridge, whose cast include Leslie Phillips, John. Pertwee and Ronnie Barker not Berker Ronnie Ronnie Berker (laughs) that's
0: a very that's a very honestly knowing the two Ronnies then different times they might
1: have done yeah so not about a group of ships, plumbers. No. And finally, this Although one. Well, I think you'd need explanation of the Navy. No, like, I'm I looking do accept, at the, ki- the kids do next door do do giving accept, you the absolute thousand yards. I do accept that that would need some explanation, yeah. but probably not quite as much as that one. Yeah. Uh, this one that got me, this was fantastic. Uh, the specialist subject was otters. Otters? Yes. He goes, oh, he always goes, Clive goes, yes, the playful semi-aquatic members of the weasel family. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and their interactions with humans. Yes, yeah, otters. We know what an otter is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Honestly. Now, Andy, when we do this, uh, mm. good old Clive, I'm glad he's brought it back. I don't like it. I prefer his long answers because we get a bit of business out of it. <laughs> so, you said today, Andy tries a specialist round. He, mm. he, gave, he tries his hand at a little specialist round from Mastermind. <laughs> and he's tried. Uh, cricket australian cricket indian cricket commentators commentators chelsea football chelsea, football, chelsea this chelsea restaurant gourmet restaurants it's food cricket or football basically <laughs> so right. he says That's to the, the producer today can you knock up 10 questions on different types of pasta <laughs> you know he got an hour. he's trying to plan the show i mean it's not he's easy. very good he came in at one point he was a slightly broken man but somehow he's got 10 questions yes. out of it so are you ready, Andy? I am ready, yes. 10 specialist subject rounds in the world of pasta. It's only, it goes a bit um, Twilight Zone, the music <laughs> does, from really. Mastermind. When you, get in, when you get into the weeds of the Mastermind music, <laughs> I normally, it sounds like, normally get sounds that like our travel music here on Talk Sport. It's cosmic travel <laughs> music. Anyway, yes. here we go. Your time starts now. Uh, What does pasta al forno mean? Uh, It means baked in the oven. It does mean baked in the oven, correct. Uh, What is the name of the type of pasta formed into a corkscrew shape? Fusilli. Correct. Which pasta dish is a thin dough with a filling usually served in broth or with a sauce? Cannelloni. That is ravioli. Uh, What are the ingredients of a cascio pepe dish and which Italian city is it a speciality? Rome and it's cheese and black pepper it certainly is with a spaghetti that's right what is the name of the tubular shaped pasta larger than penne with eponymous ridges, he was a great great. (laughs) eponymous ridges, what a cricketer he was Uh, rigatoni, rigatoni is it, rigatoni, Ivan Rigatoni Rigatoni. (laughs) Rigatoni. there we are, which part of Italy does the bolognese sauce originate from?
1: Bologna, yeah well done you're on fire
0: what pasta dish hugely popular in the United States consists of cheese incorporated into a white sauce before I added the pasta and baked in an oven. <laughs> Macaroni cheese. Yeah, well, give him a chance. <laughs> He's trying to plan a show, and you're asking him to come up with crackpot subjects yeah, like this. Subject. What's the
1: difference between tagliatelle pasta and pappardelle? Okay, tagliatelle—they're both flat. Yeah. Uh, pappardelle is wide. It's wider. Very wide, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, what are the ingredients of a pesto paste? Uh, basil. Yeah. Uh, pine nuts. Oh yeah. And parmesan and olive oil. Uh, Yeah, uh, pecorino, the same, but you get parmesan, garlic. Yeah, you're correct. What pasta dish did our... Oh,
0: started, so I'll finish. (laughs) What pasta dish did our producer eat almost exclusively in (laughs) Russia during the 2018 World Cup due to the dismal standard of the local fare?
1: Spaghetti carbonara. Lived on the stuff. (laughs) He
0: did. Everywhere he went, he ate spaghetti carbonara. Russia, got a rich history of, well, mainly of thick soups with potatoes in (laughs) which he wasn't massively keen on in the middle of July when we were sweating cobs so he had spaghetti carbonara instead but Andy that's pretty tidy Uh, Ravioli is the only one you got wrong you finally finally found something you know about (laughs) it's true well done congratulations I'm sure there'll be more uh, mastermind nonsense next week the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Ryder Cup gets underway uh, later this week. Alan Brazil and Ali McQuest will be bringing you a couple of special shows from Rome. Mm, That'll be uh, good. Around the uh, tournament, live from the course. Already in situ, to keep us updated over the weekend, is our golf correspondent, Rupert Bell. Hi, Rupert.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Rome. Yeah, I I love that
0: lovely video you posted earlier on. The weather looked fantastic. The course looked in great, Nick. The... The rough looks savage. It's it's all set, isn't it?
2: it? It is, and what it is is a deceptively hilly, physically demanding course. Um, and we've got hot temperatures. But if you're going to be expected to play 36 holes around this very hilly course, it's going to be a real test of stamina, both physically and mentally, for the for the players. So um, it is it's not maybe the technically the most demanding of courses but it's been set up with ra- match play in mind and that's why i think from a spectator point of view it's absolutely brilliant so many natural vantage points plus these spectacular grandstands that they've dotted around the course particularly that um, you know the the horseshoe grandstand around the first where 4000 people will be seated from early on friday morning it they've really laid it out brilliantly for the spectators so that they can get close and see so much of the action.
1: I've been reading about the, the winning home run of the both teams. It's thirty years since the away team won the Ryder Cup. That's a long time. It's difficult, isn't it? Um,
2: well, no, we we have won on hmm. away solved since the oh, Americans really? haven't won it for oh, thirty. Right, okay. oh, yeah, we. Miracle have, yeah. Of, the miracle of Medina, oh, yes, if, yeah, if I remember rightly. Right. Mm, yeah. uh, um, sorry, Andy, I don't like correcting you. No, no, I
1: wish you, I'm happy that you do because I don't yeah. like making.
2: Factual errors. <laughs> <laughs> but from the American point of view, they haven't won for 30 years on on European soil. And they are determined to try and end that drought. But I have to say, I think there's increasing optimism that this European team, which a year ago you thought, oh, we've got no chance to get some really revitalized Americans, how much they humbled us at Whistling Straits this does have a different vibe I think one or two of the Americans may have lost a bit of form so I think that it's much more of a level playing field and the course is being set up with the European team in mind, hence the vicious rough, so it is always difficult and whistling straight so we're no European supporters, there are A huge number of Americans here, a lot of them wearing um, silly outfits um, uh, to uh, support their team. But then there will be plenty of Europeans wearing silly outfits to support their team. That's the way of the modern day Ryder Cup. But Americans have come in their droves to try and see a bit of, you know, end this 30 year run of, of no wins.
0: Um, Yeah, I did like Luke Donald, our captain, saying the other day that he'd run into Michael Jordan, of course, NBA legend and massive golf fan and player, saying that he fancied the Europeans. He said, let's not tell the Americans that, but yeah, he said he fancied, just a little bit of mind games going into it.
2: Well, the, this whole week is a series of mind games, you know. It, it, the one thing we got, every, every player does a 15-minute press conference. And, of course, we, we're here from Monday and play doesn't start till Friday, Friday. So I can assure you every nuance and sort of little psychological advantage will be poured over incessantly to give us something to, to, uh, to do uh, and to talk about over the next uh, four days. But I do think um, the European team are feeling much more optimistic about their prospects and those, anything like that coming their way. So, uh, Wyndham Clark has been entering into the mind game saying he can't wait to beat Rory McIlroy if he's given a chance because he wants to prove that he's a better player than him. So there's all sorts of things going on to try and uh, uh, needle each other just quietly um, ahead of Friday.
1: How big is golf in Italy? Are they that. Do you have golf in Italy? I know they have. David? (laughs) (laughs) And there's a couple of. There have been a few brilliant Italian players, but I just wondered the general interest. Uh,
2: Well, that is a very good uh, point because it's not a natural. Um, golfing venue. But when they bid for this, it's because it's such a huge sort of tourist opportunity for Italy to establish itself as perhaps a place where if you're going to Rome, bearing in mind we're only 20 minutes outside of the, the heart of Rome, this, you can make golfers something to do, and um, and I s- they see it as a tourist development. We've got the Molinari brothers. Con- Constantina Rocca was a, a, a Ryder Cup player um, back in the 90s. So there's a history of golfers, but you're quite right. In terms of it being a part of the sporting psyche here, no, it's it's definitely not. Mm. But um, the the Ryder Cup is certainly putting Italy on the map in terms of uh, from a tourist perspective, and that's what they why they're doing this. This is showcasing Italy because the government here, like whenever the Ryder Cup, put lots of money into staging the event.
0: Now, uh, the sun today we're reliving the great sort of brotherhood of uh, European teams of the past, and they talked about two thousand and eighteen. And they say, during a team meeting at of Europe's last Ryder Cup triumph in 2018, Captain Thomas Bjorn promised to have the score tattooed on his backside if they won. And he followed through. I thought, probably not the best, <laughs> to, probably not the best turn of phrase, but I think they meant with having a tattoo on his backside. That would, that would be yeah. a good thing to yeah, do. With having a tattoo on his backside. So it got me thinking, Rupert, just maybe you'd make a pledge that I don't know, if, if Europe win this, you may have the score tattooed on your backside. I don't know, if Villa get top four, yeah, well, you may be tempted to have uh, a little Champions League trophy tattooed on your backside. Are you prepared to commit on, on I, national I, radio?
2: I just don't feel I know where to go with this one because I know I'm more than capable of getting myself into trouble, as we discovered in the clips of the month the other day. Oh, yes. So all I can say is I am a tattoo free zone and I will remain a tattoo free zone. But I promise if we win, I will make sure I do lots of research with a very good bottle of Barolo and and Mm. basically make sure that Monday morning I'm feeling very tired and emotional.
0: While we've got you on, can you put your racing hat on? Take your hmm. take your visor, your golf visor off and put your trilby on, Rupert right. for us. I'm sure you, <laughs> yes, you carry ready. them all. You can got c- a trilby. He carries them around I with him. Do, I do have a yeah, trilby. You never right. wear it at
1: Cheltenham though. I've never no, seen no, you. No, no. well, Goodwood would good good you microphone. wear
0: your, your hat, don't you? You wear your kinda of jaunty angle. What what would you call that? Your what are those hats called?
2: Panama. 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 Top hat. That's Panama. Right. Where's
0: his Panama? Panama. Panama. Yeah, they so looked after Goodwood in a top hat, Rupert. You'd stand out. <laughs> but um, I bring that up because Lucinda Russell, the horse racing trainer, did Desert Island discs. And on it, she says she listens to the animals to judge whether they can become racehorses. She said, you have to listen to them. You have to watch their body language, too. Some horses don't want to be a racehorse, they don't have that competitive edge. There's no point in making a horse into a racehorse. I can assure you that the horses in my yard who have been trained to go racing actually enjoy it so she has a little she's not a horse whisperer she's a horse listener Rupert
2: well i i I listened to that, that program mm. and it, with interest and it is true that training you in the old days no no trainer used to have any science behind him what they would do is they literally would put their hands down their legs and by instinct would know whether that horse was fit because they've just been around horses all their life and you get the sense Lucinda Russell has been around horses all her life and understands them, and they're just like you know. If you have a dog, you know what your dog's going to do. You sort of you can almost not not say you can quite communicate, but you know what that dog is going to do. And it's the same with horses. If you're around them all the time, you understand their quirks. They're all individuals. They need to be treated individually and I can assure you um, I have owned racehorses and most of them um, like Lucinda Russell said shouldn't have been anywhere near a yard so uh, (laughs) um, I can assure you she's absolutely right and the horses that she will have and she's been very successful will be ones that actually enjoy the game because there's no point uh, you know having racehorses in a yard who just uh, a, it's expensive uh, for the owners, um, and they're sort of in a way wasting their money. Much more important to put that horse into a new career, enjoying himself, whether it just um, in a field, riding out for somebody, whatever, not racing. And I and I agree with what her, the sentiments of what she said. And uh, uh, it was actually quite an emotional and insightful mm. program into how to be a trainer.
0: Finally, uh, how are you feeling about the imminent arrival of uh, Messrs Brazil and McCoist on Thursday and Friday mm. to do breakfast?
2: Um, I'm worried. Yeah, um, don't let um, him lead I... you
0: astray, Rupert. You've got very early starts, long days.
2: Well, I, my worry is if Alan Brazil tries to walk around this course, mm. he might be fine slumped in a corner because yeah. it's very worry, He won't be doing he that. Won't be doing that. He'll, do he, his hotel. he'll do what he <laughs> did at, uh,
0: last week. We all know what he's going to do. Yeah, he'll well, get he's to, do this to show.
2: come. What? He, He's got to come to the course because he's doing it from here. Yeah. So he's got no yeah. choice. Um, so at
0: something. Centurion <laughs> last week, he got at This he got the kind of halfway house. He basically oh. sat on the ninth and just <laughs> sat there and being fed beers.
2: That's what he did. If he yeah.
0: can, if he can do the same thing at the Ryder Cup, he'll do that. I'm sure.
2: Uh, yeah, but we'll, we can't wait to see him, and mm. um, I'm sure he'll be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at six at six o'clock, and by ten o'clock, yeah. God knows what state he'll be in. <laughs> and uh, very
1: kind of you not to mention Villa's win over Chelsea. Yeah.
2: Appreciate um, it. <laughs> uh, we were brilliant.
1: <laughs> and, he's, and he's not, he doesn't That's agree. That's not true, as you
2: know. <laughs> uh, we were all over you. You didn't have any chances at all. Oh, Martinez, yeah. thank you very much, our player of the match.
0: <laughs> thank fair, you, enough. Uh We'll catch up with you later in the week, Rupert. Thanks very Will much. do. There we are, that's Rupert Bell over in Rome for the Ryder Cup. And yes, Alan Brazil and Ali McCoy are going to bring you breakfast live from Rome on Thursday and Friday morning. Their guests include uh, Sir Nick Faldo, uh, singer, former footballer Tom Grennan. He's obviously gone out there for a jolly. And no doubt, Mr. P. Roney. Not joining us now, mm-hmm. Mr. P. Mr. P. You get the idea <laughs> of oh, yeah, that. I see. Um, yeah, <laughs> Uh, almost certainly. That's what I worry about Rupert, because he'll go out with them the night before. They've only got to do four hours. You know, Alan can do that in his mm. sleep. He's well-practiced, so can Ali. But, you know, Rupert's got to work for about 12 hours. He'd be in no fit state. And, uh, he's a bad man, Alan Brazil, who'll lead him astray. Well, let's hope not, eh? Uh, so, breakfast live mm. from uh, the course, Thursday and Friday morning here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's <laughs> show, and uh, the king of pasta. And what, a, what a knowledge. You can have your own show on... <laughs> <laughs> on Talk Sport on talk 3 sport, yeah Talk Sport 3 Andy Jacobs passed the roundup. <laughs>
1: that'd
0: be good so uh, we're um, back tomorrow I'm here with Perry Groves you're going away aren't you going to have a little break I am yes you're not here break, yeah. um, and Charlie can't make it uh, tomorrow um, he's doing smash bang wallop wallop video um, so <laughs> he can't be here so Perry Groves I'll make Perry Groves is with for plenty of good football chat we'll have more Carabao Cup stuff going on do hope you can join us Uh, From one, if not the podcast, available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday
2: between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,